Hello ladies, welcome back to my podcast. I am just feeling something on my heart that I want to just express to you girls right now and it's 8.50 at night and I just had dinner and finished watching Princess Kaguya. It's I believe I pronounced that correctly. It's a Studio Ghibli film and I've been really getting into some Studio Ghibli animes lately and I just watched this film and it sparked a thought for me that was on my heart a few weeks ago and I just want to transmit what I'm feeling right now and what I'm really just yeah feeling really deeply in my heart and I'm going to um, speak as if everyone is kind of on the same page with the understanding of reincarnation and for me I believe deeply in reincarnation and I believe that you know God has spoken through my guru Yogananda in Babaji in the line of gurus in Krishna and that is you know a a core belief of mine and so I do believe deeply in my heart I've also experienced firsthand my own private experiences of reincarnation that I will not be sharing but I do feel it in my whole body there's a lot of different levels and dimensions to that um, such as the fact that reincarnation could all be happening at this exact same moment and it's all happening right now in different dimensions and so technically this consciousness is the only consciousness or this expression is the only expression even though there's an infinite amount of others but they're all happening in this exact moment so there's no before or after so that's one interpretation of reincarnation that could be accurate we really don't know all that we can really trust in is the unknown and god but i am going to be speaking about reincarnation so this is a little different than my normal episodes but i'm just gonna really just express what's on my heart so a few weeks ago with my dog, Terrence. I have a dog named Terrence. We call him TT, and I have a dog named Lavender, and I have a really special connection with animals. I went vegetarian at seven years old because pigs are my favorite animal, and I realized that the bacon I was eating and the pepperoni I was eating were pigs, and once I realized that, I became vegetarian, and I then went vegan, obviously, at like 16 years old, and I really do have a special connection with animals and they just touch a space so deeply in my heart, so many different types of animals, but my heart softens and remembers in their presence. I just picked up a rescue piglet today who was about to be killed. Obviously, so many pigs are killed every single day for food and so um, unnecessarily for food, obviously, because we do not need to eat pigs for food. Here I am not eating pigs or any other animal for food, and I'm totally fine. Um, so, yeah, so I have a really special connection to animals. And the other day, I was looking at my dog, Terrence, with such love, and I was looking into his eyes. And my dog, Titi, is the gentlest soul I've one of the gentlest souls I've ever met I have seven dogs and they all are 
so unique. You know, my dog Nala, she has a fierce soul. She has a queen soul. She is very dominant in the archetype, in the feminine archetype of the queen. She's very regal and fierce and yeah, just has this queen energy about her. You know, I have other dogs that are just sweet and innocent. My dog Titi has a very pure soul and energy in this way that's almost like unimaginable. His energy and essence is just so pure and innocent and sweet. Just this purity where you're like, you are the pureness of God. Like I look at you and I remember God. And I always tell my dog, Titi, I'll say to him, Titi, the earth was created so that you have somewhere to live. <laughs> so he is, um, he's just really, really a special, a special little soul. And I was looking at my dog, Titi, the other day, and just looking at the pureness of this being, right? And I was imagining Titi then as a, you know, as a reincarnated, as a boy or a human, right? And that pure soul is still there. You know, but human life hardens people and we forget who we are. We forget, we forget our pureness. We forget the truth of our soul. And, you know, those of us that are lucky remember who we are while we are still in this earthly experience. But many of us do not. And many of us on earth do not remember who we are at all. And we, lose connection with that pure space within ourselves. So I was imagining TT as this male who is 50 years old and who's completely forgotten himself. But I know him. I know him at his core, at his soul. I know this 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 being. I know this being. And you know, he's 50 or 60 years old and he's miserable and he's mean and he's done terrible things and, you know, he's just a terrible, you know, or how can you even really say terrible person, but somebody who's just let life hard in them and he's just hard. And, you know, I was just imagining that and imagining how deeply my love would still extend to that individual because I know them and I see them and I love them. And it doesn't mean that in the, this reincarnation of, let's say, TT as a 55-year-old man where he's, you know, hurt people or hardened or whatever, that I actually have to, in that experience, let's say I'm his neighbor, <laughs> Let's say I'm Titi's neighbor in that life, right? It doesn't mean that I have to extend myself or even be present in this person's life at all, right? It doesn't, you know, because people's decisions on earth matter and the way that they engage on earth matters, right? But I can still keep my heart open to that person, even if they are difficult or hard. And I can keep my heart open while not ever wanting to see them again or not wanting to talk to them again. I can still keep my heart open 
I remember I listened to a Ram Das podcast one time and he was talking about, I forget who, but he had some politician he really didn't like. And, you know, he said part of this arena, part of this earthly arena is standing up and creating change and serving, right? So I can dislike the policies that you're creating that are seriously harming the earth and the LGBTQ community and women and men and, you know, everybody, right? I can seriously dislike that and I can stand up against it and I can, you know, actively rally against you and I can speak out against your policies and you and, you know, oppose you. I can only do that correctly if I can at the same time keep my heart open to you. And so he put this man that he didn't like, you know, and and that he was not happy with, he put this man's picture on his altar, right, where he would praise his guru. I believe his guru's name was Maharaji. Um, And so, you know, I have my little pictures of my guru and, and my line of gurus as well. And so, you know, he put his his politician that he didn't like up next to them. And he said he would wake up and, you know, say, okay, good morning, Maharaji. I believe that's how you say his name, um, but I may be butchering it. And then he would say, good morning, you know, this politician, whatever the, the guy's name was, I totally forget. And he would open his heart to this person. And so for me, this exercise allows me to remember and to practice the deepening of keeping my heart open to others, even others that are difficult or that I don't like or that I may be actively going against. You know, it's very hard when I think of this with like men who are abusive or who are very difficult, right? you know, can I oppose you while also keeping my heart open to you? Can I speak out against what you're saying and what you are embodying and believing in this human incarnation because you've forgotten yourself and also keep my heart open to you? And, you know, that's important. And, you know, if you hear my my dog Lavender snoring in the background, he's snoring right now. Nougat, nougat. Stop the snoring. <laughs> um, but yes, and even furthering that, that, you know, exercise, I can think of it of the people that I love in this life, right? So I can think of my mom and my dad. I did actually further the exercise and I thought of my dad. Like, you know, if my dad was reincarnated and he's 13 years old and, you know, whatever he's got going on and in this reincarnation and this, you know, little trauma suit you pick up and this little karma suit you pick up and the things you got to work through and the, the, you know, the body you decided to come into, uh, you know, can I keep my heart open? And I, the answer is yes, I can. When I remember this, especially I can. And then I also think about it as, you know, what about in other lives? right? We tra- We do travel with a soul family usually. So, you know, I've known my mother for a long time. I've known my dad for a long time. I've known my father for a long time. I've known my brother for a long time. I've known my partner for a long time. I've known my best friend 
Anna that I've been best friends with since I was 11 years old, my best, best friend in the world. I've known her for a long time. You know, these are members of my soul family. But there's other people, I'm sure, that I've, you know, deeply loved. What about my mother in another life? Where is she now? Maybe she's here on earth. And I loved her, you know, I loved her before. And then this time, her karma that she picked up, that she's got going on, she's somebody I don't like in this life. You know, but what, you know, my, what about the me who loves her deeply? And you keep kind of going with this experiment until you realize your oneness with everyone and that your love can extend to everybody. And your love kind of has to. It's the only option because if it doesn't, you're not really seeing. And again, loving everybody doesn't mean that you, you know have to like what people are doing it actually means you can be actively working in opposition or in a new road to something that's happening right but can I open my heart up to them and you know even my my dog lavender so I just watched the princess movie and really really loved it it was really really beautiful and sparked this you know this remembrance of this idea or this not even an idea this heart opening experience that I had with my dog Titi a few weeks ago and then I was just sitting there with my dog lavender who's so loyal to me you know, he sleeps in my bed every night and then, you know, I'm uh, at my parents right now and all the rest of the dogs sleep with my mom in bed <laughs> with my mom and dad, right? But Lavender sleeps with me and Lavender is like my best little friend and he's always with me and, and whatnot and I was just kissing his face and I just now and I was just like, there's a soul in there. There's a being in there. And I love you as this dog, Lavender, right? Like I we I named you Lavender. And here you are in this gray little pit bull body and you're so cute and you have this little personality, right? But there's somebody in there, somebody real in there, beyond their little suit, right? Because just as I have my little human suit, but I'm beyond my human suit, Lavender also has a human suit or a little dog suit that he's wearing but he is beyond as well. Or maybe he's just, um, and maybe we're all, it's, it's not even beyond it, it's just seeing the, the truth of it, right? And, you know, I was just looking at Lavender and I just was like, I, I see that you're, there's somebody in there and can I hold this understanding of loving you as Lavender, my dog, and also love this interesting quirky little creative sweet cuddly soul that you have in there can I love that too because a lot of times we love the suit but we don't really go further to say I see you like I'm I see you I remember the first time I did an eye gazing an eye gazing ritual it was in this Tantra 101 class with this wonderful lady named Michelle in Miami. And I was with my friend Melly. if you're listening. Hi, Melly. 
I was with my friend Melly and it was my first time doing an eye gazing and I was friends with Melly and I'm still friends with Melly as Melly, right? We would roller skate together and go to yoga together and I cried to her many times. She's a great friend to me, especially in Miami when I lived there. And I really enjoyed being around Melly as Melly. But in the eye gazing ritual, I just was crying, I remember, and I was filled with such joy when I stared into her eyeball for like 15 minutes or what felt like 15 minutes without blinking and without, or maybe I blinked, but without turning my gaze away from her eye. And I just stayed there gazing at her eye for a very long time. And after a while, you actually start to see. And I saw her in her preciousness and her innocence and her sweetness and I was just crying and I was transformed from that because I liked Melly as Melly, but I wasn't really seeing her as her, as who's really there. Yeah, she's Melly. I like Melly. <laughs> I really like Melly, you know, but seeing also Melly, the truth of who she is, connecting with her soul, with her essence. That's a whole nother thing. And so when we engage with people, let us seek to see them truly and to gaze at them. You don't have to eye gaze necessarily. I mean, it would be great if you did, but to see them truly. Even with my mom and my dad, I, I try to do it with my mom a lot. You know, you know, she's telling me what's going on with her day and what's happening and you know, and I'm just like, there's somebody, there, there's this person that I love dearly, but there's also another dimension to you that let me try to tap into it. Let me try to tap into that space, that essence of who you really are that's formless and timeless and eternal and that I've known for a very long time and I would recognize in a different body. Right? So... You know, when we kind of connect on this level, it allows us to keep our heart open to people and be merciful and understanding, you know, with the things that people experience and the hardness and the intentional forgetting that we come into this you know, experience, understanding that we'll probably forget for some time and hoping and planning that we will remember as soon as possible. And a lot of people never do. And that's just part of it. And so keeping our heart open to the people who've forgotten the most is difficult, but possible and necessary. But it's a balance, right? We don't want to get codependent with it, <laughs> right? So for my codependent ladies, we have to be careful, right? It doesn't mean that we're suddenly, because I see, you know, this person that has abused me in my life or something, and I see them for the truth of who they are, and I know they're beyond this. You know, we also have to honor the fact that in this life, they're unsafe for us, and to honor that and bow out from that 
experience or that relationship, but we can still keep our heart open. And that's what I'm trying to emphasize here. But my dogs teach me so much and my love for animals teaches me so much because there's a natural purity there that it's easier to connect with these parts. And so it's easier for us to have transformations in the space of relationship with animals, right? It's a little bit harder when it's somebody in your life who has a whole personality and who's wronged you and who's hurt you and you've got trauma history with and you know what I mean. But with an animal, it's much easier to tap into this pure space. And then I can see that even my pure, precious Titi might reincarnate as a human and forget himself. Or maybe he'll be a girl, you know? Or maybe he'll be non-binary or maybe he'll be whatever. Whatever that he is, he's still the, the person that this, the essence that I love is the same. It's the same exact thing. Just a different suit and a different set of karmas, different thing going on. I pray, I pray for my dog Titi that he never suffers and that he never has any difficult karma to work through. And I pray for him and I pray for my other dogs as well that they have very smooth journeys. I also pray for this dog that I saw in Peru that just uh, broke my heart. And I keep praying and praying for this dog. For God to just work a miracle there. There's also a balance with keeping our heart open to suffering. It's very important, very important. And I have been meaning to make a podcast on this for a very long time, and I don't know if I'll do it right now. But discussing the importance of understanding how to serve and how to navigate suffering, the suffering that is so present all around us, and how to serve and how to be open to the suffering and how to serve with an open heart and how to sit with the suffering and how to honor somebody's suffering and honor their autonomy while also holding a hand out. That's a balance and that's very necessary that we need to really learn. Um, but I think I'll, I'll cap this podcast here. I really just wanted to share my heart with you here and yeah and just thank you guys for receiving me and just remember yeah the oneness of us all and allow love to kind of soften those edges in your heart and it's okay to be rageful and to be angry I'm rageful and angry all of the time I get so angry about the suffering and the injustice in our world and the oppression and and everything, but it's also very important to let love move through you frequently, as often as possible, every moment if possible. And so we can move with that anger and that rage and that desire to serve and to change. 
from a space that actually gets things done because when we're not coming from that space, we just recycle and we recycle and recycle even when we're trying so hard to forge a new path. When we don't come from a loving space, it won't work. So, so yeah, and actually it's part of a feminine rage is rage from a, a heart-centered space and from a love. Can I be angry from a deep space of love? And that's important. Guys, sometimes I just feel like I just want to like give speeches and sometimes I feel like I want to just yeah I want I want things to last I've been talking about this a lot about I'm excited to write my book to begin writing my book but yeah I want things to last and I hope that these episodes are enough and this podcast is enough and I'm still navigating how to serve in the best way, you know, and how to be as productive as I want to and how to bring about the change that I want to and how to serve in the way that I want to. But I hope this is enough for now. So I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. I am going to get into bed and read my poetry book that I'm reading. I'm also going to write a poetry book, guys. I have the title already. I'm very excited. Thought of it in Peru. It was definitely gifted to me, the title. But I love you guys. And I'm still just trying to, yeah, I just want to continually serve. I really feel like YouTube and my podcasts and books and all of that is the best way to go. But I don't I don't know. I'm trying I'm trying to make things that last. I'm trying to make things that last and books and videos on YouTube and speeches and books. I don't know. I just I need things to be lasting. I can't have it just a TikTok for 5 seconds with a filter and then it's gone and it doesn't I don't know. It just doesn't feel lasting. I also need to get into one space so that I can serve animals better because I've told you guys this, but once I finish writing my book, I believe I'm a servant to life and to God. So whatever whatever God wants of me, I will do. And I'll know that based on the longing and the intuition in my body and the longing in my heart and what's being born through me. But I believe that once I write my book, I'll be done with this chapter of serving women in this type of way within relationships and, yeah, within intimate relationships and whatnot, and I'll enter into a different chapter of service. And I don't know specifically what that will look like, but I do know that there's going to be a lot of service, hands-on service, for very marginalized groups and I also know specifically the unhoused and I also know that I will be serving animals in a very massive way and you know I'd like to serve children (laughs) there's a lot I have planned (laughs) there's a lot I have planned in this life 
So I just pray God gives me the resources and the energy and keeps transforming my heart and bringing me back. Yeah, that's all I pray. I just pray God. I keep knowing God deeper every day. Speaking of that, I should go meditate and pray, but I just, every day, my first prayer is, God, let me know know you more. So I pray that that continues to happen, which will deepen my capacity to serve. And I just pray that whatever, whatever service God wants of me, that I carry out, you know, yeah, I pray that whatever service God wants of me that I, ca- I I carry out, I carry out that service. Um, so, yeah. So thank you guys. I'm just, now I'm just rambling a little bit, but I enjoy that as well. <laughs> so I'm about to go snuggle with my dog and it's kind of late, but I will commit to meditating. <laughs> And I have an early morning walk with my mom. And I'm going to read and um, pray. I pray that this, that this episode helped you in some way. Thank you girls so much for listening and for supporting. Sometimes I feel like I'm not really doing as much as I'd like. But every day... Hopefully I get closer and I hope that this is, yeah, I hope it's enough for now. So yeah, so I'll talk to you girls soon and um, thank you for listening. All right, bye.